0: On today's edition of Locked On Eagles, another 53-man roster prediction for the Birds after two preseason games, all that and more coming up on this Monday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown Eagles, your first listen each and every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to a Monday edition of the podcast. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri as always, and this podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lockdown today to get 10% off your first month. Gino, time to predict another 53-man roster for the Birds in 2023, two preseason games down. feel like we got a much better sense of who's on the outside looking in, who has a stranglehold on one of these spots. But first, man, five years you've been on Lockdown Eagles, so congratulations and happy anniversary, brother.
1: Yes, sir. Yours was just a couple yep. months ago as well, and... It's truly crazy. What a full circle moment. We're talking about the 53-man today. And just five years ago, we were talking about a post-Super Bowl team and saying, where could this team get to? (laughs) And it's truly unbelievable. I first have to say, the everydayers, I mean, you make this thing turn. There's nothing without you guys. Shout out to Lou for just going down to the Super Bowl and we were at the same party and we had a common interest and we start chatting together. And, I mean, just – thank everybody for allowing us to come on these airways. I think we've grown as people and grown as lovers of this sport and the connections we've got out of it. I don't take it for granted at all. And it's a big week, man. I'm getting married. I got this anniversary. You Gino
0: Camilleri week.
1: It's a big week and I don't (laughs) take it for granted for For a second, man. And this season, especially I'm, ecstatic of where this 53-man roster could get to. And out of all of the stressors I've had leading up to my wedding, doing this 53-man roster cut down was incredibly hard today. You texted
0: me. You're like, this was impossible to do. But that's a good thing, Gino. Mm-hmm. No, it absolutely is. And I, I kind of went through the
1: whole scenario. I'm like, who are they putting on the practice squad? Who is going to yeah. be on the IR? I'm trying to find a way to sneak guys on the roster. off the ro-. Those are the discussions that they're having right now. right? And they brought in... All those back half roster guys that they usually do before that third preseason game, Mm -hmm. you know that a lot of the stars aren't going to be playing. A lot of those battles are probably already decided. We'll probably get another quarter and a half of good film out of these guys this week. But man, I I would say right now, there's not a lot of spots up for grabs at this point. I think a lot of things have settled over the last couple weeks.
0: There might be like, I don't know, four or five spots that you could really Mm -hmm. genuinely say are wide open. So, Gino, let's go down the predictions of what we think right now the birds would do if they were keeping their 53-man roster. Uh, We Mm -hmm. both did a 53-man roster prediction. There are just a little differences. You might have kept one extra player at this position, but overall, we did see eye to eye and I think most listeners will agree too because it's starting to shape up it's pretty obvious now what the Eagles will do and so at quarterback this is something though that was different compared to our last prediction mm-hmm. last time I think we both had only two quarterbacks capped Jalen Hurts and Marcus Mariota but after these two incredible performances from rookie Tanner McKee we both have him as QB3
1: and with the ability to kind of just bury him on game day as well I think he played him way his way into a roster spot. That was one yeah. position we had up for grabs. We were saying, can Ian Book or Tanner McKee do it? And, and Tanner it was not Ian Book. No, not Ian Book. And <laughs> Tanner's up for grabs in quarterback too. Make QB two is it's the way right, the conversation he, has
0: changed. Not is he going to make the roster? It's is he better than Mariota?
1: And you got to feel good about yourself being that quarterback room right now i would love to hear the discussions that go on in that room every day Mariota's going nowhere with that five million guaranteed but where right. you're sitting with those three guys i i think you're walking away pretty well and i took a look at all the fourth quarterbacks around the nfl i don't think there's anybody right now that's better than tanner mckee nate sudfeld is in a five-man competition it would be interesting if he became available but i think you're pretty set right now
0: i agree Eagles keeping three quarterbacks for the first time in a while, for sure. Mm -hmm. At running back, Geno, we both agree as well. You're keeping four. DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. Look, it was great to see. I thought Trey Sermon really bounced back from some adversity against Cleveland. That rough fumble that gave the Browns the ball back. A couple bad pass pro reps as well. Then he rips off that really nice touchdown run. This is a former third-round pick that has some talent. But at the same time, I don't think he did enough this summer, Gino, to warrant keeping a fifth running back or convincing this team to not keep, you know, Boston Scott.
1: He was one of the last guys off the roster for me. It was tough to cut Trey sermon. And I believe he'll be claimed somewhere. I mean, pretty quickly. Yeah. He's put put on some pretty good somewhere. I I agree. And, Yeah, no jinx, knock on wood there, but Ross Tucker, he said it perfectly the other day on the broadcast when they played the Browns. The Philadelphia Eagles believe that they have four guys in that running back room that Mm -hmm. they can win
0: any game with, and that's
1: the perfect way to put it.
0: I, and I totally agree. So I think they're set with those four running backs. At wide receiver, we both agree they're going to keep five. We did start to have some conversations like, do you keep a number six? Is it Greg Ward? Is it, you know, Tyree Cleveland was having some really good weeks before he was taken off on a stretcher against the Browns and suffered that you know next sprain. Joseph Nada was getting a lot of hype in practice. But overall, again, kind of like Trey Sermon, I don't think anybody did enough to warrant a roster spot over these other more premier positions up front. Um, And so, Gino, I think they're going to keep the guys we agreed with at five here. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Quez Watkins, Olamide Zaccheaus, and Britton Covey.
1: And I think O.Z. is going to bring so much more at that fourth receiver spot than you got last year. And Tyree Cleveland was the one guy kind of pushing the envelope a little bit, and then he suffers that injury. He'll go to the IR. It'll be interesting if they can get him on the practice squad once that's all done. Greg Ward is an interesting case because right now you can sign up to six veterans for your practice squad. Mm -hmm. But is there a team out there that sees this Greg Ward tape that he's just constantly putting together solid film for a young quarterback? A team that doesn't have a lot of wide receivers, Lou, like Tennessee right now, could they not use him? For a no, well totally Levis or for a Malik, Malik, This might be the uh, first time in,
0: in a long time that Greg Ward is not available for the Eagles practice squad, but it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. I think that's the ideal scenario is find a way to stash him again as one of those vets. I I agree too, and I didn't
1: have him on my practice squad because that thought kind of slipped right. my mind. and It'll be intriguing, but right now nobody really pressed as much as we thought they were going to, but with the guys you got up top, the boost you'll get with OZ at that fourth receiver spot, I think you're mm-hmm. sitting pretty right now.
0: And then we both had the Eagles keeping three tight ends, and it's the same group as last year. It's Dallas Mm. Goddard, it's Grant Calcaterra, and it's Jack Stahl. I think, Gino, we both agreed that tie goes to the young kids when it Mm. comes to Stahl, Calcaterra, and Dan Arnold. And Dan Arnold did not do enough to me this summer to warrant a roster spot.
1: Not at all. And it'll be interesting. I don't think there's going to be a job for him around the National Football League. Maybe somebody does want to sign him, but could you get him on the practice squad? Potentially. But I'd rather keep a... Tyree Jackson, who at I would oh, a he's... lot on special teams as well. And Brady Russell is going to be on this practice squad, man. He's just too good of a worker. He's going to give you great reps every day. But right now, the three guys you have up top, I think they all know their roles. I'm excited to see Grant Calcaterra catch passes from Jalen Hurts and not Marcus Mariota moving forward. And he'll be a nice little compliment there to Dallas Goddard, who. We know what yep. this kid can do, and I think he's going to even get better if he remains healthy for a full season. Like, if this guy's ho- healthy for a full season, Lou, I think we're going to walk out talking in 2024 about how silly other people looked not having him in their top three tight end discussion. Significantly underrated,
0: week, which is unreal. I don't know. It's been two years mm-hmm. now since Zachary's has been gone, and he's... this. Guy's still underrated. Really doesn't make sense to me. But, yeah, hopefully Calcutta and Jack Stahl, though, can take a step up this year and be mm-hmm. more legitimate threats in the receiving game and 12 personnel. Or you're, again, going to see that package be, you know, something that they might use two running backs more in 2023. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the offensive line, Gino, to wrap up the offense, we both had them keeping nine. And outside of one player, we had the same group. Jordan Maialata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Cam Jurgens, and Lane Johnson make up your starting five. Mm-hmm. Tyler Steen is your main Swiss Army knife depth piece. Jack Driscoll as well. You brought in Dennis Kelly, a veteran that has been here before, over 50 starts in the NFL. I actually liked what I saw from him against Cleveland. I had Sua Opetta there, and then you had Josh Andrews. I thought Sua has looked shaky. I know. He's had a shaky preseason. For me, the logic was more he's been here. He's played in the regular season. Andrews has been good but not great. So, I, But I'm with you, though. Opeta has definitely struggled.
1: And on the broadcast, Ross Tucker also mentioned how they brought Josh Andrews in and he kind of fell into sure. that second center role because Brett Toth can't snap at this he point. And Cameron Tom, I don't think has guard versatility. I think with that selection, you have the versatility, you have the ability to play center, play guard. He did that in new Orleans for a bit. He did that the first time he was in Philadelphia as well, but nine is the number. They're probably going to get two or three on the practice squad. Yeah. And, the swing ability of all these guys is why you're not keeping 10 because you can keep eight or nine and do the job of 10 or 11.
0: That's a good point. You don't really have one guy that like last year, Andre Dillard could only play left tackle in my Mm -hmm. opinion. I mean, he could play maybe some left guard, but for the most part, he was a left tackle. You're right. You don't really have a primary, like a Brett Toth. Like as you, as we learned, he can't snap like that's a tackle backup. You're Mm -hmm. right. Every other guy in this depth, I could say they can play pretty much any position. And you need that again, uh, along the offensive line. and Oh, yeah.
1: That's why when we talk defense, the discussion gets super interesting because it you does. have a lot of these guys that can do just that in many different ways.
0: All right, that's coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast as Gino and I continue to predict the Eagles 53-man roster for 2023. Guys, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or all of the above, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. Trust me, I've been doing online therapy now for a few years with BetterHelp. and has really helped me go about, you know, life in different ways each day. Requires a lot of consistency, and that's what BetterHelp does for you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be extremely convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it doesn't work out with that therapist, you can switch anytime, no additional charge. I've been doing some late night after work in the podcast, been switching with a few different therapists. You can do that for free. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com locked on today, and you're going to get 10% off off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash lockdown for 10% off your first month of online therapy. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on this Monday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday, hopefully for the last five years. Gino Camilleri, Louis DiBiase joining you today, predicting the Eagles 53-man roster. Gino, we just went through offense. Let's get into defense where I think there's definitely some more questions and probably some more surprises.
1: The questions are good questions, though, in my opinion. It's, yes. it's not a bad thing. That's What you are you yes. saying?
0: Agreed. Do
1: we have to keep this guy on the roster when potentially elsewhere we could find an upgrade? Yeah, it's like, do I we think, go
0: lighter at this position because we've suddenly found all these young corners?
1: Yeah, that's the discussion I had yeah. when I was looking at this, and that was a tough spot. The line was a tough spot. Linebacker and safety, I believe, have kind of worked themselves out. But on the line... There are some tough, tough cuts, man. Like, for example, I hated putting Teron Jackson's name down. Same with me me with Janarius
0: Robinson, man. It it does
1: hurt when you have a lot of that youth talent, but some decisions were made with Derek Barnett. I mean, you have a lot of depth at some other positions, and that leaves you with some tough cuts, but that's what a good team is, and that's what Howie Roseman wanted to to get. And that doesn't leave them from even going out and adding guys the following day after this happens.
0: Yeah, look, I wish Derek Barnett was not a part of this 53. Gino agrees there. He wants, you know, Teron Jackson to be on this roster, as would I, or Janarius Robinson, or both, but. I think, unfortunately, Barnett is the pick over those guys. So we agreed on Edge how many they keep, five. And these players were Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, and Nolan Smith. That's a lock to be your top four. Patrick Johnson did actually return to practice, so he did not suffer the long-term injury many thought when he was originally carted off the field a few weeks ago at practice. I think he's a lock, Gino, to make this team. was playing in the Super Bowl last year. So Mm -hmm. he's going to be a part of that roster. And then, unfortunately, Derek Barnett gets in over what he's done versus what he's going to do over guys with more upside that are cheaper and janarius robinson and teron jackson who by the way both had really good games against cleveland would not be surprised if they're on other teams 53s
1: no and that leaves us with six i think you said five there reddick sweat graham yes my bad yep patrick johnson and barnett and patrick johnson great special teams player it's kind of fortunate with sean bradley going down zach mcpherson going down you lose a lot on special teams and that's one of the things that made some of the decisions for me, Lou, at the back half of this roster. I took a look at who's getting those special teams reps in those first two preseason games. And right now, I don't think Teron Jackson or Janarius Robinson present enough on special teams to make that position or press the issue on three and a half million guaranteed for Derek Barnett. So unfortunately, yeah. those two guys... One of them, I think, is going to get claimed at minimum. It would be great if you could get at least one of them back on the practice squad. If you could get both, that's a coup. That's a coup, in
0: my opinion. I agree, Gino. At defensive tackle, I think we both had six, Correct. Yeah, yep. And it's the same guy. So good news on Moro Jomo. It's not going to be a season-ending injury. And he's been great this preseason. So we both had him making the 53. He's behind Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, and Milton Williams. Again, like Edge, those are your four established players that are going to be mainly in this rotation. Mm -hmm. But same with Marlon Tui-Piloto, though. He's going to be your primary backup nose tackle to Jordan Davis. Looked really good, I think, rushing the quarterback against the Browns last week. Definitely. Took a step in that way last year. I think he's a lock now to make this team. And then Moro Jomo. I think that's a really good young group behind Fletcher Cox. I think Fletch is
1: going to be the beneficiary of being the literal Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meme where they're walking off Master Splinter and they're all the kids, right? And the old it's man such, is it's Fletcher perfect Cox. perfect meme for this, yeah. And he's going to play 33% of the snaps and be as fresh as ever. Jalen Carter, did you hear that rant from Darius Slay the other day about mm-hmm. Jalen Carter?
0: Oh, yeah. When Dude, you, he was already getting double teamed. I don't know if you watched back the Browns game. He was getting double yeah. teamed in the first drive.
1: Yeah, and you have to account for this kid. And when all pros are talking at a level where... In this league, you got to earn respect, and especially Slay. That cornerback discussion, those guys will rip each other up. He's saying this kid has so much potential already, and he looks like a baby rhino. He's going to be a baby rhino on the field. And then, oh, you also have Jordan Davis, who – the sky's the limit for him. We don't know what his potential is at this point. Getting a but little nervous
0: there, but hopefully. yeah. No, man. I mean, he was he injured. Just, he has to take a bigger... Show, I know, but I'm just. it's it's more with that Fletcher Coxing in mind that you're talking about with keeping him fresh. I feel like Jordan Davis needs to be able to be out there and even fronts and get to the quarterback. Or if Milton yeah. Williams takes a step, then maybe not. So. That's why you have the depth, and yeah. that's why you have the pieces, and that's why you can yeah. keep all of these guys
1: fresh. And hopefully Davis I don't think, can do that, though. I think he'll get to that point, but At this point, Lou,
0: with how much depth they have, is that necessary? Do you need Hopefully not. But then, you know, I mean, no. Again, for him to be a good player, he does not need to get there. I think for him, and I've said this before on the show, for him to reach the value of what they invested in this kid, I think it does. And it does take the pressure off Milton Mm -hmm. Moore and Fletcher Cox, and it allows you to keep a deeper rotation and not have to rely more on some players behind him.
1: No, I totally agree. And I look at Dexter Lawrence. That was a a slow burn to get to where he was, right? Sure. Sure. development in the National Football League, especially in the NIL world in college, where you're going from coach to coach to coach, and development is different. And when you get to the National Football League and somebody can mold you, that's what you're going to get out of a Jordan Davis. So let it take time. Mm. Rocker is a great defensive line coach. I think they'll work that in. But when you have the ability to cut a guy like Contavia Street, who I think is can get you know, the yeah. practice squad, mm-hmm. it, that's pretty good depth because Ojomo has showed up. I mean, Lee
0: what a showed up. Yeah. I love it. Contavious street had what? Six sacks last year, I think for the saints. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy that's getting cut for the Eagles. So, but as Jomo, I think earned that spot, man. I think he was really impressive in those two preseason games. So we both agree six, Edge rushers, six defensive tackles for 12 total defensive linemen, which is why we're going a little bit lighter here at some other spots at the second and third level. At linebacker, you had them keeping only three Mm Nicobe Dean, Zach Cunningham, and Christian Ellis. I did have Nicholas Morrow on this roster. I had them go light at another position here. So I think Morrow actually did enough in the preseason to earn a spot, but I totally agree with your logic. Like if you're going to go heavier at a you know, a defensive back spot versus linebacker, you go with one of those other positions. And uh, I think Cunningham and Ellis were definitely the two best linebackers not named to Kobe Dean this preseason. Mm -hmm. And Cunningham came in and I think he won himself a job to an extent. When most people probably, Gino thought Miles Jack had the upper hand on him early on over Cunningham.
1: He was washed. (laughs) Yeah. And then he retired. I think he was evident. So it worked itself out. And unfortunate for Sean Bradley, he will be on the IR for the whole year with that Achilles injury. That's, brutal and this is where it got tough when i started to get into the back seven Mm -hmm. i went lighter at linebacker because there's better players up front on the line Sure, and in my opinion there's one player and i think you kept him off but maybe i kept him on at another position that we'll talk about that i think Mm -hmm. presents more special teams value than a guy like nicholas morrow
0: no that's fair so at corner i ended up going with six here So Mm -hmm. I kept Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and Avante Maddox as your starting three. Mm. Keely Ringo and Josh Job are your two main primary, you know, boundary corner backups. And then I had Eli Ricks making this team.
1: Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah,
0: I I think I don't want to lose him. And I did go a little lighter here. There's not really an obvious backup slot corner, Gino. My logic would be they're using James Bradbury a lot more inside this summer. I think there's some other guys that have versatility at safety, like a Sidney Brown, like a Kavon Wallace who played in the slot a lot at Clemson. He's been looking good. And I think you could probably manage to get away with Mario Goodrich or Josiah Scott being on the practice squad. That's fair.
1: That's fair. If you look at it from that element, Eli Ricks is going to get claimed. Goodrich, I think, I think fits so. your system. Scott, fits your system. Sure. When I look at it like that, you might have given me a change of heart there, but I ended up going with Mario Goodrich simply because of the slot right. versatility. Yeah, we agreed there. with
0: everything except for you had Goodrich over Rick, so not too much okay. different there. Yeah, yeah.
1: and... They're going to lose good players at this position. I mean, Mm. Makai Gardner has the ability to get claimed. I think Tristan McCollum has done low key, some pretty good things and third team and special teams reps. And Josiah Scott is one of those guys where you could get him onto the practice squad. He isn't a vested veteran. I looked that up. He's only been in the league for, I think this is his third year now. Mm -hmm. So he'll have to go through waivers Yeah, if you're looking at it from that perspective, Lou, I think that's a great way to go about it. Who do we think the National Football League, with their skill set, would be more willing to take a waiver claim on?
0: That's where my logic was because, again, it doesn't make much sense from a slot perspective because you don't really have an obvious guy, especially Mm -hmm. now with Zach being out for the year with that torn Achilles. He was the player at corner that was cross training and Ringo is not an inside guy. I don't think mm-hmm. Job is either, but again, it's the logic of who could you get away with in the practice squad. I think if somebody got hurt in a game, you could get away with these other players of the positions playing inside for that game. And then you can call somebody up. So that would, that was my perspective. And again, I, I really like that Sean Desai is using Bradbury inside and being more mm-hmm. matchup based this year. I think that's really exciting. That is exciting, Lou. I knew you would read that. Because the last two coordinators just been, this guy's here no matter what, regardless of what the other team's doing, and he's not Mm -hmm. moving. And I like that Desai's like, no, if there's a big tight end inside, move Maddox, put Job on the outside, and let's throw Bradbury inside. I just like that headspace. And you're going to have to
1: with Darren Waller. I mean, somebody's got to defend that guy, right? Great point, yeah. So Desai... Especially when
0: that's like your main primary target for an opposing offense that doesn't really have Mm -hmm. other
1: receivers. Desai is going to be integral in these decisions as well and it's gonna be what chess piece do we want right like that offensive line discussion as Mm -hmm. well who's the more versatile player and eli ricks he might not be more versatile but he could be a great gunner for you on special teams he's going to probably be at least a solid level third fourth cornerback in the national football league same with a guy like josh job that same more of of a projection but yeah i mean I'm,
0: i'm with you yeah i
1: i see it as well and it stinks for the first time in a long time. We're saying corner is one of the spots where we're saying, I don't want to see it, these guys
0: go. Yeah, for sure. It's a good problem to have. So it's safety. That's where I went lighter by one versus you. You kept five. I kept four because I mm-hmm. did keep Nicholas Morrow. I did not have Justin Evans making this roster. I, I had Sidney Brown, Reed Blankenship, Terrell Edmonds, and Kavon Wallace. You had those four and Evans. I get your logic. Evans was actually returning punts last mm-hmm. week. I just really haven't liked what I've seen from him so far. I'm going heavier on corner two here. I think Ringo, if you need your fifth safety, can do some things at that star spot. So for me, I just... And again, with Cunningham and Ellis, I trust the safeties in front of Evans more than I trust the linebackers in front of Morrow.
1: That's fair. That's very fair. And to that point of moving Ringo inside a star... Justin Evans is a much better tackler than Lee Ringo. So, no, given that, I, up. yeah, I,
0: I, I can't debate that for that's sure. That's the one right thing now. where you're going to take <laughs> a bad. little
1: bit of a, a downswing. And Justin yeah. Evans with Zach McPherson going out, if God forbid you don't find a returner, this guy could be a returner for you. I don't know, but it all comes down to decide. What does he want? What is the monopoly pe- or the chess piece, rather, that he wants? Does he want a younger corner that is going to give you future value? and give up the ability to keep a guy like Josiah Scott on the roster who has done some things in past defenses but might not fit your approach as much moving forward. Yes, he does fit the scheme, but that's a previous regime's guy, right? It's a new coach. You know how Mm -hmm. new coaches are. They're going to go to the guys that they like, even if Josiah Scott goes in there, but side doesn't like him. Say so he has a bad play. It's He's going to go to the guy he favors. Right. I don't no, know that, but I'm just saying that could happen in the national. No,
0: Football you're League. right. I didn't even really think of it that way. Like when I saw Scott playing in Cleveland, I'm like, Oh, and McPherson went down. I'm like, Oh, Scott's a lock now to make this team. Mm. But I wasn't really thinking like this is a new coach. Goodrich has been playing in front of him. Mario might actually be in the lead. If one of these guys makes the roster as that primary slot guy could be Goodrich. So I'm with you. If, if they don't keep Ricks and it's between Scott and Goodrich, I would probably lean more towards your logic there with Goodrich over Scott. Uh, and then of course your final three on special teams jake elliott rick lovato and aaron sipos you just could not find a good punter unfortunately let's hope that doesn't rear its ugly head this year it did last year i'm nervous about that as is gino but um, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it gino coming up next right here on the lockdown eagles podcast we are going to get into some fringe cuts like the guys that just barely made it so that's coming up to wrap up this monday edition of lockdown eagles before we do that this episode of the
1: lockdown eagles podcast is brought to you by the official sportsbook of the entire Locked On Podcast Network and LOE. It's football season. That's why you're listening to the show. That's why you're a sicko who watched the game last week. That was a a three-and-a-half-hour tie. We love you might have bet on it, (laughs) too. You definitely did. And if you did, you did it over at FanDuel. They're giving you the chance to win all season long. The regular season is right around the corner, so get your future Super Bowl bets in now. And right now, when you go to FanDuel, you'll get a bonus bet every time, That team that you pick to win the Super Bowl wins a game in the regular season. That's unbelievable. Not only are you putting in a future, but you get present investment and return as well. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You get bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders. And more, you know we're doing LOE 3 every Friday once we get to the regular season. We're going to win you some money here over at LOE. So visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash Lockdown, the official sportsbook of LOE and the entire Lockdown Podcast Network.
0: All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on, wrapping up this Monday edition of the Locked Eagles podcast. Gino and I just predicted the Eagles 53-man roster for 2023. One more preseason game to go, then roster cuts, and it's a flurry this time, Gino. They go right from 90 mm-hmm. to 53. No dabbling around with multiple series of cut days, so it's all going to come fast next week. Um, let's get into, to wrap up the show, some of the guys that we didn't mention that just barely made the roster, and I really like the way that you laid this out. So not only did you have the entire 53 broken down, but you put so you listed your last four that just made it and your eight that just barely made the roster. Plus your projected practice squad as well. And IR. So your last four that were in Mario Goodrich, Justin Evans, Josh Andrews, and Derek Barnett, your last eight out. And I I think I agree with you for the most part. It was Teron Jackson, Kyron Johnson, Trey sermon, Eli Ricks, Greg Ward, Makai Gardner. um, Let's see. Nicholas Morrow and Contavious street. Am I missing anybody there?
1: Did I list nine? And I counted... I eight. think Ward you
0: counted twice here. So you
1: had... you had. Okay, I did have yeah. Ward twice, but yes. yes, I had eight guys. It was so difficult. I tried to do the Joe Lenardi bracketology, last yeah, yeah. four in, last four out type of thing. I agree approach. with you, though. The
0: only other one I would throw in... And there's there's so many.
1: For me, Janarius Robinson was somebody yeah. I really wanted in. No, I totally agree with you as well. And I could have had the last 10 out in the last 12. I mean, there's so yeah. many talented players Lou and that's the unfortunate part who are you going to be able to sneak onto the practice squad mm-hmm. it would be great if you could get a majority of these guys back you know there are guys that the pro personnel department is taking a look at across the National Football League that they potentially loved in the pre-draft process that a team might cut maybe there's some shifting around at special teams with some teams that have two punters maybe you want to get rid of Aaron Sipos. I think we should do that as well. But it's (laughs) ever-moving. Once it happens next week, just hold on to your horses because there's a complete another day of this. It's not just cut down to 53. Those guys that are the last four in that we talked about, they might be one of the first two guys out the very next day.
0: Well, that's the thing. You're never really safe if you make the first wave, you know. It could hit right after. If there's a guy that suddenly is on waivers that you like. I totally agree, and I think... The guys that make
1: the 53, I think they should change it where the day after, those guys are not up to waivers, right? Like you can ca- hmm. stash them on the practice squad sure, if they were worthy of that first 53-man spot because that's what teams worry about, right? You don't want to lose those two guys be, but you also love another guy oh, so you could
0: almost designate them as like the last ones.
1: exactly yeah yeah like two guys that you could just designate i think that would be something cool i mean with the way that rosters are now and all these different designations with health and put them on the ira you the three quarterback in. thing now yeah, yeah it's, it's, they're just it's making way it more like of hockey and point.
0: basketball versus call-ups and that kind of stuff it's yeah much more of a farm
1: system type of setup than it used to be how far away are we from a emergency backup QB? I mean, San Like it's an, an emergency goaltender lost. in the NHL? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: Phillip Rivers was Maybe. that guy for San Fran last week. Yeah, year. I know.
0: Um, Gino, I like that too. You had the three guys that would probably get claimed if the Eagles released them, and you had it being Trey Sermon, Teron Jackson, and Eli Ricks. Totally agree with you. I don't think those three you'd have any shot of retaining if you don't keep them on the 53.
1: No, you definitely don't. And yeah. it's not the days of Chip Kelly where you have to go out and claim a Bryce Treggs just to fill a position group. There's other teams that are in that spot right now that can use guys like this. And if they're worthy enough to be on the roster that Howie Roseman is saying could potentially be better than their Super Bowl team last year, they're worthy of playing in the National Football League.
0: For sure. Let us know what you guys think of our 53-man Ross predictions. Who would you have had on this team, and who would you have had out compared to us? Let us know on Twitter, at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DiBiaseLOE. That's going to do it for another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. As always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers Monday through Friday for making us a part of your day and your first listen each and every day. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.